Today's episode of the Snowball Floorball Podcast is brought to you by IBK Events and Consulting, a sport business firm working towards growing the sport of floorball in Canada and the world. For more information, reach out to us at info at ibkevents.com. As well as Free Hit Floorball Clothing Company, Canada's first floorball-focused lifestyle apparel brand. For all your latest floorball styles, visit us on Instagram at freehit underscore fbc. Floorball fans, and welcome to episode number 13 of the Snowball Floorball Podcast. I'm your host, Carl Simpson of IBK Events and Consulting, and today we are joined by Janul of the Rexdale Lions. All right, well, Janul, thanks for joining us here on the uh, Snowball. Um, how about we start things off with you just uh, telling us a little bit about yourself, like how you got into the sport of floorball, and like who you're playing for, and uh, what you're doing now that floorball is probably returning but going to be returning in the near immediate future uh hey carl thanks for having me um this the sport was actually it's kind of weird how i got into it um it was one of my teachers in high school who just started it was maybe his second year at the school um he's like oh we have this lunch floorball after school floorball program and at the time you're a kid i've never heard of this sport before um uh, floorball is that like floor hockey but inside and you know even nowadays when you have that conversation with people that's what a lot of the time they're like oh so you mean like hockey um and then one of my friends was like oh, you play goal in soccer you should come try out or you play defense in soccer you should come try out so i went in tried out uh the sport and at the time when i picked up a stick i'm like what am i supposed to do with this and i started <laughs> off in defense I was like, oh, seriously like you're so used to hockey you know and everything like that and you get this stick that's about half the height with holes in it and you're like what do i do with this so yeah. started off with defense had no clue how i was like how to hold the stick properly at times was using one hand because you know it was very light and you just thought hey this is how it worked and then I realized I absolutely sucked playing defense, especially with a stick that's like um, less than half my height. And it's probably <laughs> because they gave me a small stick because it was around 5'11 at the time in the middle of high school. So I'm just like, you know what? I played goalie in hockey. Just throw me a net. Okay. We didn't have a goalie at the time. You know, high school, we had the nets down halfway and you had to try to make the shot in those. And they just gave me a helmet, told me to wear a hoodie and just threw me in there. <laughs> basically that's all it took i'm like oh okay this is gonna suck because you know i'm not used to getting hit with like a little ball usually it's a hockey puck but you got all the padding and everything or it's a soccer ball you got you still got some padding and you're okay but yeah. it basically went from there i started i did pretty well i guess because the rules were pretty sim- similar to soccer in the sense of throw-ins and corners and everything like that so I picked it up pretty fast, positioning-wise. And coach was like, yeah, you're good. You're, you're in. We got blown out our first tournament, like 14 nothing, 11 nothing. But basically, <laughs> I slipped it over for football. I got into it, and ever since then, I've been playing it consistently. Um, and from there, um made our own team post high school. We joined leagues and a cup, you know, like every year. 
<laughs> good times all over the place, especially when it was downtown Toronto. Yeah, played in rec rec league a lot, and you know got to experience some rivalry with uh, York Region, which I think is still around. Um, it's good times, good times. No, honestly, like if it wasn't for that teacher and that uh, my friend just edging me on to go and just try it, I don't think I would ever pick up a stick or know what football was. So I I really appreciate that teacher and the and my buddy as well, who still plays with me for getting me into it. And honestly, it's a great way to still experience being a goalie without getting covered in mud and grass playing soccer or <laughs> having to gear up and just sitting in sweat for a while. <laughs> and uh, and now this uh, pandemic hit, because before this, we were playing all the time. And uh, honestly, it's gotten much more lazy. I got more busy, wasn't working out as much. So I feel like the first steps is trying to get back in shape um, <laughs> yep. i already know my knees when i get into the net for the first time and my movement oh man i'm gonna let in like 14 goals again like i was younger <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that's that's pretty much my history on how, to, how i got into it basically got destroyed in net. uh told myself hey i can do better than this i can allow less than 11 less than 14 um <laughs> and moved on from there right it was, just a, right. it was just a new new way to play a goalie. And I was like, oh, this is pretty fascinating. I can still try to block the ball, but I get to do it in a hockey, pseudo-soccer kind of way. Yeah, it's definitely like a good combination of the two. And then, so when, so you, was that Naki that you played high school that with? Was, that was Naki. Okay. See, I knew good you were times. like with that group, but I just didn't realize, like, I didn't know you had gone to school with all of them and like, and played on the floorball team at the school. I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, it was uh, York University was one of the first tournaments we got signed up for where there was other high schools and uh, good times. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh... I just remember everyone on the team being super upset with me, but I didn't care because I'm like, what do you want me to do? Right? <laughs> <laughs> you guys didn't score. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh, that's a lot of classic, classic goalie stuff, right? <laughs> I know. We're, we're strange creatures, aren't we? Yeah, it was uh, it was fun talking to Josh about some of the stuff to, to do. Oh man, the mindset that you put like, come on! After letting in like twenty five goals in two games, your first two like tournament games, you think most goalies would be like, or, or most people would be like, okay, I'm done. I'm never touching the sport again. I don't know. I was like, yeah, I can do better than this. We, we got to get this going. We got to keep going. Nice. So I guess we'll just we'll dive into some questions here. Um, so I guess the first one would be is uh, I want to ask you is if there was one thing that you could change about four ball, considering you speak so highly of it, which most of us do. But like, if there's one thing you could change about four ball, what would it be? It can be a rule. It can be um, maybe like how the international system is set up or anything like that. What do you got for us? Give me a four ball stick and net. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> okay, honestly, like from hockey, when when a player is putting a move on you and they got a breakaway, there's so many opportunities in floorball where I see, hey, if I had a stick, I could poke check that move right there. They would lose it, and we'd be all good. So what I what I used to do <laughs> when people got breakaways is usually just crash into them, but like yeah. sideways. So, like, they that. if they were really good, they'd go around me and score, but then that's on them. You're talented. You went all the way around me and you scored. Or they'd try to flick it over you, but that's why you make yourself a big on 
big sideways, but I got tired of doing that because I'm like, one day someone isn't going to jump over me and they're just going to get like slammed on the ground, like face first with me going full speed at them like that. And the other thing is you sit back and you just wait and you're just like, most of the time they're going to score because they have all that room. So yeah, Yeah. a stick, oh man, would change so much. I I think it would make the goalies a little more... Like it make it would make that like top 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 pass like you know like the one two threes a little less easier to score on. Oh yeah, for sure. And the and the crosses from left to right, you just put the stick down. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's it's funny that you bring that up because when I talked to Tristan and Taylor, whose whose episode will air like a couple before you, but I just it hasn't gone out live when when you and I are speaking now, but. uh Tristan mentioned um, like changing, not like giving the goalies more equipment or like a blocker and trapper or pads or something, but just doing something to kind of keep games a little closer and like be more representative of the skill level between like maybe a one team and a four team. Because like there are games that it's like you can watch Sweden blow somebody out and think like, man, that team must suck. But then they turn around and blow out another country, right? And it's because, you know, they're that like, so it would kind of keep games a little closer, um, which would mean make them more exciting. You're still probably going to have like 10 to 7 goal or uh, 10 to 7 score lines, but it would be less of the like 10 to threes, even though it was actually a really close game. Like it would be more representative of the skills of both teams. And And if you had a goal, you might be able to steal a game. Right, kind of like how in hockey or even soccer, like that Swiss goalie made the save at the Euros this year, got his team past France, right? So it's it's definitely I think there there would be more of that like excitement, but also like can this goalie pull out a win and you know bail his team out or steal a, a win from a superpower, right? Whereas like usually you have to play better than that team or change or catch them on an off day, so to speak, to kind of have that. So it's interesting that you suggest a stick. Because that was my first thought when he started talking about equipment, too. Was, I was like, oh, I want to stick. It's because we got the hockey goalies in us. Um, yeah. the, second, the second thing I thought of was making the net a little smaller, which kind of ties into what you're saying. Where yeah. if it's a really skilled goalie, like they'll be able to handle it and actually be able to carry the team to, to a win or a tie. Because right now, the way some of these shots and the way some of these players shoot, oh, my goodness. You can put three people in net. It's going around them and in the corner. There's no way yeah. you're getting it, right? So yeah, I like what you mean. I like what you said in the, in the sense that it'll highlight the goalies more. Mm-hmm. Like even even if a goalie gets 13 goals against them in these leagues, and you watch them, these goalies will still shut out so many teams. It's just the other team is just shooting so well, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I th- I think too it would increase fan like. Like four ball fans are dedicated, but I think it would bring more people who don't necessarily watch four ball all the time or might have heard of it once or twice. I think it would make it more exciting for a new player, a new person to watch. I agree because right now you're, let's say you even you just started watching it and you're rooting for a team and the team's up like three nothing. Since you're so used to hockey, you're so used to soccer, you're so used to all these Western world sports, um, even football, American football. Yeah. Usually the points are much closer, right? So you can mm-hmm. hope for the underdog where I feel like if it's someone brand new watching the sport of floorball and they see like 10 nothing, 
they'll already be like, okay, this team, this game's a wrap. I don't need to watch this anymore. Like the other team won. Meanwhile, yeah. you come back near the end, and it could be like seven ten. It could be like eight ten. Just the nature of how fast goals can be scored in this sport, right? Yeah. No, I think because I, that was a, it's it's kind of been a conversation I've been having more recently with people. Is is I think like if there was one thing I could change is like. I think four ball is good at maintaining their fan base and holding them like, you know, once you're in, you're in. But I think like if we want to expand that fan base and get more people watching the sport, which will lead to not only um, increase in revenue, but it'll also increase your players because then you'll have somebody who's watching it. Like they don't have to be introduced to the sport through um, like a direct way. They could, they can stumble across it more which I think is always like, it's, that's one of those things, especially like when you watch like those type of sports stories, it's like about how so-and-so got into the sport and now they're one of the best players or athletes in their, in their uh, field. Like it's, it's like they stumbled across the sport, some of them. Right. And they, it turns out that they were meant to do it. They just had to discover it. And I feel like we would see more floorball players that way. If they had, if they were, if they were seeing the game played in closer um like a closer score like more excitement right like because like you said i think like oh 10 nothing you might turn it like if floorball was on tv in north america you turn it on and it's 10 nothing you're like man this is done <laughs> yeah and like it doesn't it doesn't draw like a fan in or like a viewer in unless you're like you yourself myself someone like you said is that's already in floorball understands the sport understands yeah. some of the teams and what teams are good right um for someone outside, yeah, exactly. Like, how how do you get into that? Like, the barrier is already set where there's already a team blowing on another team. You don't – it's hard to kind of get into it, right? This is why hockey does so well in the sense that you know when it's a blowout, it's a blowout. Yeah. But when it's a good game, it'll be like 1-1, one, 2-2. One, two, two. You know it's a good game, right? Yeah, and it gets that excitement of watching up as well. Yeah, so maybe I'll, I'll change that and go back to um, one thing I would change is probably put make the net a little smaller to give the goalies a better chance of being able to defend it. And then what that would do is, I guess, in turn, is try to get more creative ways for some of these players that are really good at scoring and used to sniping those corners, figuring out other ways to score. Yeah, I think you'd see more pretty passing plays. Like, like not that four ball doesn't have a lot of that, but I think you would see more more of those like tic-tac-toe goals because you now you have to have the goalie moving. You can't just be like, oh, he's left me this much of the net, right? Like now it's like, okay, I got to actually pick my spot and and beat the goalie versus like kind of like in, in the sense of like you and I were talking before briefly just about like Carey Price, right? Like the number of times you have, like when you score on him a lot of times, it's like you realize like I beat him. It wasn't that, you know, like, he didn't know where it was going. It's like you had to beat him because he was there. He just, you know, was like a tick of a second slower, so to speak. And I think that that makes for more exciting saves too, right? Which then, you know, again, for those of us who like to watch goalies, it gives you that big excitement, brings you up out of your seat, right? Whereas like I find, especially like as Canadian floorball fans, like we'll watch some of the games that we play here locally or even the national team. And it's like, there's a big save, but then like 30 seconds later, there's a goal and it's like a huge letdown. Right. Whereas like, I feel like if then you would see more of those big saves because the play that they made the save on the first time, wasn't just luck. Right. It's like, now it's like, there's a little more skill involved on that end of it too. 
Yeah, to throw in more momentum swings. Like if a team was losing 2-1, all of a sudden the goalie made this insane save. It's like hockey. They roll with it, try to move it up, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I think that's a I think that's a good idea. Like you don't have to do too, you don't have to shrink it too much, but like you could even go like a ball width on each side, and that would make a difference. Yeah, especially for a netminder, that would that would do a whole lot. <laughs> oh man, sometimes there's times where I've, I'm like, I swear I left like less than a hand. Like, how the hell did they pick this corner? You just yeah, sit there and reflect. <laughs> there's, there's some there's some good shooters over here in Canada. I don't know if there, our listeners abroad realize that. Like, we definitely, especially considering we play on a lot more gym floors than sport court. Like, there's uh there's definitely a lot of good shooters out there who uh, who have learned how to let that release go and, and also change the direction of the ball or trick the goalie into thinking they're shooting one way or not kind of thing. Like, I would say, like, we, we have a lot a lot of talented shooters here in Canada. At least I'd like to think so. But, yeah, I, I understand the whole, like, I thought I had it. And it was like, and it's like two inches to the left or two inches to the right. Where did they, like, how did they do that? And it's just, that's, but that's part of the sport, right? Is like, wait, you're, it's, uh, much like hockey, it's a game of millimeters and inches, right? Like sometimes that's all that makes a difference. Exactly. Or even milliseconds at times. Yeah, like it's yeah, timing too. Exactly. Yeah. It's like if it's not space, it's timing. Sometimes that's all all it takes. All the difference. Um, all so I guess takes. my next question would be then is um talking about like bringing viewership to the sport, we'll follow this vein a little bit. Do you think that there's anything that the IFF or any governing body, whether it's, you know, uh, Svenskin Dabandi or Floorball Canada or Floorball USA, could be doing to bring more attention to the sport. Because um, we, we just kind of talked about making the sport more attractive to new viewers. But, like, do you think that there's something that they could be doing uh, differently or more of? Like, maybe there's something they're doing and you think they're not doing enough of it that would bring more eyes to the sport and therefore more players and more just more everything. First thing I think of, right as you asked me that question, is most of the time we want to watch these, even from Canada, you want to watch these international events with like Sweden, Finland, and all these teams. You you have to know what you're looking for on YouTube. It isn't just like you're just going to stumble across it. You know what I mean? It's right, something you're yeah. specifically looking for. So I feel like from a social media aspect, they need to really throw it out there, so to say. Right. Yeah. Right now, I have to look for it. Like, I have to know I want to watch this. It isn't like I can click around and all of a sudden, oh, be like, oh, this looks like hockey. What's this going on? Right. Yeah. You're not, you're not stumped. It's not like you go down a, a YouTube wormhole and find four balls. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, you got to like really look for it. And then the, the other thing I think of is a lot of the times, okay, you see people kids, especially using floorball sticks, throwing the ball in the air, doing some tricks, catching the ball. But if you ever look at the comments on the video or ever look at even some of their tags and everything, it's never floorball. It's always hockey tags. The person yeah. themselves might know that this is a floorball stick and a floorball, but they know their viewers won't understand that. And they usually tag it with like hockey or this and that. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't know how they would really approach that in the sense that maybe, I don't know, competition like some sort of competition, like show us the best football move, but put it in a way that gets out there. 
Yeah, not just to the four ball, like because they did do something like that, but it was very yeah. directed at the four ball. It's very community. targeted, exactly. Right? You would have, like I said, you would have to know what you're looking for in order to join that, right? Yeah. It's, like it's something that you said earlier is what's sticking with me. It's like they're they're really good at keeping the viewers that already watch floorball. Like if you watch floorball, you're in. Yeah. You're getting out, you're in. You're into the point where you might want to buy jerseys and stuff. That's like. And you barely know this player. You don't even understand the language sometimes when you're watching these, but you're going in. So that to do really well. They hold on to the viewership. That's great. But it's the future of the sport is always the younger generation, like in any other sport. And I feel like these kids are picking up these sticks. They're doing all this cool stuff with them, but it ends up being like a training for a hockey video when they're not on ice rather than, Hey, look at my talent with a floor ball and a floor ball and a floor, floor ball stick. Right. Yeah. So, I don't know, maybe like the first thing I think of here is maybe, I don't know, get smaller network on TV, get like a one day a week and showcase like one game that's a close game that isn't a blowout. Yeah, like get Sweden um, and Finland up there or something like that. Get it somewhere else other than just YouTube. Maybe even try streaming it on like, for example, all the kids nowadays watch a lot of their video games and stuff on Twitch. Like throw yeah. it on there, right? Like when we started this podcast, I'm like, this is a great idea because this is a great way for people to talk about floorball. And this could this could be someone that loves hockey that could stumble upon it because it's called Snowball and yeah. there's a maple leaf on it. You know what I mean? I don't know if that's what you were going for, but if I had no but, idea. Yeah, no, that, was, that was definitely like kind of the idea. And it was also like, it was definitely a throw to like the whole Great White North thing and <laughs> here in Canada, like that that international perception right but it's uh, it's like but that's but that's the point and it's also like i think like i i was again to to quote the Chris, tristan and taylor episode again that'll come out a few before you is is like we were having this conversation and i mentioned that you know i do have people listening to this podcast overseas and it's like you know if you're listening maybe take notes like we've got some ideas here that you might maybe you've thought of or maybe somebody makes a suggestion and it brings a way to kind of for them to take an idea that we both share but activate it because you know we're sitting around here talking about it and i like i'm not saying that they aren't doing that overseas but i think because of our situation here in canada with the sport and us trying to grow it and 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 keep keep putting that out there like i think the conversations because like I've, I've said before the to anybody who's coming on is like the vibe i'm going for is us sitting down and talking at canada cup in between games and there's definitely been like you and I have had conversations like this and there's been other people who have been on where we've had convert like the conversations we're having here on the podcast are very, very similar to what we would talk about at a tournament. So I think it's like, we're just, you're spitballing and who knows, maybe a good idea comes out of it. And then the IFF hears it or, you know, check four ball hears it and it goes, Hey, we have the ability to take that and use it here. It might not work elsewhere, but we can do it. And then it grows the sport that way. Cause I think, like, I think the the one thing that's especially, like, with the whole, like, Twitch thing, I think is that it's, it's a great idea is because it gets exposure. Like, it's just out there, right? It's exposing you to something that you might not have seen before, and you're definitely more likely to stumble onto it that way. But it also allows you to showcase these great athletes to the rest of the world because I think, I think one of the – it's not a downfall, but it's just kind of like us. We're a victim of the circumstance and the time difference, like, not only do we have to go looking for the game, but we also have to have the time to watch. Yeah. 
right? Like it has to, you know, it's like, so like, cause they're six, seven hours ahead of us, depending on where the game's being played. So like if they're playing at seven o'clock or six o'clock, it's noon or one o'clock here. And it's like, okay, so I can watch the first period on my lunch break. And then I've got to like, kind of like try and watch it while doing my, you know what I mean? Like, especially when the world championships roll around. So it's, I think it's, I think that's a great way because then it's, it's, you're more, it's possible to stumble onto it. Whereas I think you make a good point with YouTube. Like you and I know how to get there and we can put it out there on social media, but even then the person's kind of got to be looking for it. It's not like they're going to like, Oh, I want to watch Sweden play Finland in four ball because that sounds cool. Rather like, Oh, Sweden's playing Finland for the world championship. I got to make sure I can watch that game kind of thing that I think that's what you and I experience versus like, we want people to be experiencing the former. Exactly. Right. You want people to be able to stumble across it. Even if you 200 people stumble across it, three people start following and start watching it. That's still greater than zero. Right. You know what I mean? So it's, it's, there needs to be other avenues that this sport is accessible from a viewership. Yeah. Um, And they've really got to focus on children, schools and stuff like that. I know in our area, we like in, like, for example, in high school, there was so many teams, so many people that were playing it at the time. And personally, I feel like as the years got on and like continued on, there, there was less and less high school teams showing up to a lot of these tournaments. Yeah. Now, I don't know what it, what it was. It could be, for example, like that random teacher that I like just pulled me in. It could yeah. be they changed schools, they left, and then all of a sudden that's it. The sport's done, right? They have no one else to carry it on. That's definitely a big, like, especially in high schools, from what I've seen in the research, like when talking to people about it and stuff, that's what I have found is like, and some of these teachers leave to go do other jobs. Like they, they make a career change or they go to another school and that school doesn't have a budget for floorball or they don't want to start from scratch again. Right. Like they spend five, seven, 10 years building the sport. And then when they leave, because it was that teacher's thing, the uh, the rest of the gym teachers don't pick it up so then it just kind of dies over time right and and you see i like there's been there's definitely been a few schools where it was like i can remember being at canada cup and i was talking to some people and the kids or a teacher would tell me this is probably our last year because this is the last group of boys that want to play still right whereas the rest of them aren't you know like so like they're not passing it on and once they leave and graduate they take the sport with them and it's like the sport doesn't stick because the people driving it like that's that's a big that's a big big conversation um but that, like yeah, yeah. with with high school for sure here in canada anyways that's definitely part of i think that's a major uh roadblock to the success of four ball in high school um is teachers leaving or retiring or moving on like it's definitely a huge like i'm a, i would say like 75 percent contributing factor uh, here in Canada, or in Ontario, I don't know about elsewhere because I I don't go to school there. <laughs> I just got a comment. There's some like we keep talking about the negatives, but there are some good things. Like for example, Nova Scotia, even Ottawa, yep. their program with their younger kids is great. Like a lot of the times, you they show up to tournaments. They've got a full team. They've got almost two teams if they were subbing off um, appropriately. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like that just tells yeah. you that hey, the sports are doing really well in those areas. It's great to see because this is the future, right? Yeah. Well, it's like you and I have both said, it's like once you're in, you're in. Like Mitch and Sonia have both said, like they've never given somebody a four ball stick and go, man, I hate this. 
<laughs> Anyone that I've given a stick to as well, they just love it. It's just kind of hard for me to sell the goalie aspect to to a lot of people. Yeah, <laughs> but I think just a helmet and gloves. Yeah, it's it, it definitely, and I think I think that's where like our earlier conversation comes in, and kind of what Tristan was getting at too was like the marketability of the position and the sport right like it's like because i like don't the reason i love hockey and the reason i love playing net and hockey is i was like i had to be three or four and that was the first time i saw a goalie in full gear and i was like i want to do that uh like just because it was so cool looking like you know and it's like i'm gonna date myself here but like i grew up watching felix bot band so like one of the coolest setups in the early 90s in the nhl and it's like I'm sure he's the reason a lot of goalies play playing because oh, yeah. of his setup. But it's like, sure. I think, I think that like, if you had to go back to what we were saying earlier, like add in that little extra thing here or there. And all of a sudden, like you don't just have people wanting to play floorball and like people falling into goalie because they need a goalie. Like, I think you would have people wanting to play net, which kind of leads into what you were saying about like changing, like that whole youth thing is like what I've been saying is, in a lot of conversations that we've been having here is that we need, we need in Canada anyways, cause it's not, it, it's different in Europe, but in Canada, what we need to have is more of the Walsh brothers who are like, yeah, they played hockey, but they are floorball players who cho- chose to continue playing floorball versus like a hockey player who plays floorball on the side or whatever. Right. Like we need that younger generation to pick up the sport as their sport. They can play others, but like, floorball needs to be what they care and focus on and i think that's where we're missing maybe some of the demographic or we're missing the mark a bit is 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 getting that is transitioning to that type of situation yeah for sure like like you said like at a young age you something caught your eye a sport and all of a sudden you were hooked right a lot of these kids especially younger ones in canada have no idea what floorball is right so they never, like you said, eventually you might stumble across and might become amazing at it and might pursue it full time. But it's that barrier for them to see it at a young age and get passionate about it at a young age where we're, we're kind of missing the mark right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny. You say, you say, pause on. Um, my, I didn't start as a hockey goalie. The first thing that caught my eye was a soccer goalie and it was the 96 World Cup. I can still <laughs> remember that game and how the how how passionate the goalies were when they were making the saves and how invested I was. I was only I'm gonna give my age away too. I was only six at the time, so it was it was, <laughs> it was great to see, and that's what got me into it. Yeah. And then speaking to your point again, the only reason, honestly, the only reason I got into floorball is because someone in high school started playing this after school, and that was it. Right. Otherwise, I would never know. We wouldn't be having this conversation because I would never know what this sport is. Yeah. No, for sure. It's it's and it's like I kind of, I always say I wish I had stumbled across it sooner because I agree. I didn't, I, I didn't find it until I was in my like mid twenties, which is like when you talk about sports, is incredibly late to be introduced to a new sport. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Right, especially as a goalie, it's like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll get into the fun stuff here. So I want your favorite four ball memory, not maybe the favorite, but a favorite, like a favorite oh, four ball memory. So it can be winning Canada cup. It can be your first win or, 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 Hey, as a, as a goalie, maybe your first like pass assist. Cause I know those are a big deal. <laughs> I, I don't think it's crazy. You say that it wasn't that 
Um, it was at York University. I forget the name of the player. He was known at the time for the hardest floorball shot. Okay. Okay. And the fastest. Sorry, the fastest floorball shot. Um, and they invited him over during one of the Canada Cup tournaments. And I was just in that practicing with a bunch of people. And he put some balls down in the middle. And he's like, hey, you want to take some shots? I'll shoot from here. Even from there, and this is this is like grade 12, like I'm um, like 18, 19, 17, 18. They were flying past my head. Yeah. I think that was that was where I was like, okay, honestly. Like I thought it was decent, but there's a lot I need to learn. And just that experience of seeing like an actual player fire shots. And mind you, he did it from half court, so it was really far away. And I was still struggling with them. And when I did make a save, like one I made in the gut, I still remember. I got a bruise from that shot. But I, <laughs> it was, but we're crazy, right? So I was, I was more so invested in the whole experience. So that is probably my best floorball memory. Date. None of the goals, none of the passes, none of the saves matter as much as that one experience with, with that shooter just firing like maybe 30, 40 shots from half and me trying my best to save them. Nice. Yeah, well, it's always like when you play, especially when you play against higher people too, right? Like that's always like I, I definitely have like some of my favorite hockey memories are when like you end up against a team that you should not be playing against skill-wise and you're like, I only let in five goals today. <laughs> We lost. But you remember the saves you made that game, though, right? That's what sets it off. Like, even against such a good team, you had, even though you let in five goals, you probably had so many saves you didn't expect, like your yeah. team didn't expect you to make. But you got put against a, a lock in a hard place, and you know what goalies do when, they, when that happens, right? <laughs> All kinds of crazy whatever we can do to save the shot. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's, uh, I, I actually, I like that one. That's very, like, Completely, very unique. I haven't had anything like that so far, so I really, I, I like that one. Um, and then we'll uh, we'll wrap it up soon here. But I want to ask. I got a couple more questions for you, but this one's this one's the important one. Um, so, what's the floorball story that you have that you think the rest of the community should hear? So it might be like, so like that's a great example. Of, like your favorite memory is a great example of a great floorball story. But you know, maybe like being at a tournament and you know whatever happened and it's just like basically what i'm the goal of this question is is to get stories out there that to the new listener or not the new listener but like someone who's listening to us and is new to the sport of floorball makes them want to like call up tyler and josh and be like hey i want to sign up for a team because of this sound like i want to have experiences like that that's that's kind of the goal if that makes sense that's I would start with the barrier to entry is honestly just buying a stick. It's not like you need to buy all this equipment, skates, like hockey. I'm comparing it to hockey. Um, you just need to pick up a stick. It doesn't even have to be the most amazing stick. And you can just go and play, right? And it doesn't matter if you're 12. doesn't matter if you're 60. doesn't matter if you're, you can barely walk. There's some of the players and some of the passion I've seen in a lot of these tournaments and some of the skill levels, it's all at the end of the day about having fun and giving it your best. Right. Mm -hmm. um, we see this all the time in rec league when Ottawa, for example, they literally have their dads, some grandparents as well. And the dad's kids, like three generations all playing on the same team. It's like just that in general is such, such a great 
experience to be part of, even though I'm playing against them and I want to save every shot, but just being there and, and seeing that diversity, especially in age groups of people playing is great. Right. It's not like, um, you know, these guys have been playing for a while. They're passionate about football. Like you and I are talking about it. We know the sport and everything. It doesn't mean if you've never picked up a stick, you can't play. You just, yeah. as you play, you pick it up or you just go. And speaking about that, like, one story that I have is more of a good memory is Team Jamaica. So Jamaica got introduced. <laughs> no, 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 no. You got to hear me out. Jamaica got introduced to the sport. I think they, they attended some kind of camp or something in Europe originally. And they were just hooked. They're like, oh, this is similar to soccer at the time, similar to field hockey. So they picked it up and they went with it. They are fast. I remember... No, no, I remember it was half. The ball was half. It was dumping. It was at half. Okay, and it was rolling in. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to wait in my net. It's going to make it to me. Team Jamaica's forward was there. He, he was on their side, and he made it there in, like, less than a second. It was crazy. But he wasn't able to handle it. So I told him, like, you guys are fast, right? And then after that, they, after, like, they didn't make it in and made the save and everything, he was, I guess they got, they, were, they weren't as confident. And they weren't doing that kind of play again. And they were trying to pass and doing it this way and that way. After the game, because it was recreational, we were having a great time. I just had a conversation simple. I'm like, hey, you guys are amazing when it comes to your speed, right? If you dump it down and chase, there's no way any team's going to catch up to you. And we saw that I, recently. I, wouldn't, I don't even remember the year because of the pandemic. But the last time we had Canada Cup and Team Jamaica was there. You remember that he did, I don't know if you were watching. There was that last game where it was they were gonna make it into the semis, I think. Oh yeah, yeah, um, I know yeah, that was twenty nineteen. I know the one you're talking about. Yeah. Twenty nineteen. And that was after the year I had because I still keep in touch with them through social media and stuff. And that was the, the time that I seen them doing the dump and chase, and it was great to see. Um and how how different of a team they were that year versus the year before. You mm-hmm. and I like I'm talking about this to you because you've seen it and you've been there. But just just seeing how a simple change in how they played and how a different skill set, like some of us here, great shots, might not be the fastest, but we all, there's different ways to score goals. There's different ways to participate in scoring a goal, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think most of the most, it's just, there's no barrier. If you're listening and you just want to join, just reach out. Reach out. There's, there's so many teams out there with so many different skill levels that you'll be competitive because there's leagues that we place teams in. It's not like you'll be playing the best team in the league and get blown out 17, nothing. Um, you'll find there were people that are similar skill levels, right? Yeah. Just go out there. Just pick up a stick. Just join. It's great. <laughs> get some exercise. We're going to play that on years. loop. <laughs> I don't know, man. So guess- That's it. It's just, it's just easy to get into. Just, all you got to do is take the first step exactly. and screw cardio. It's great cardio. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be uh, – I think that's going to be – I'm looking forward to getting out to the four ball in Cambridge uh, outdoor stuff soon, and I think that's going to be the one thing I think we're all going to notice is the cardio is probably going to be lacking for some people. <laughs> Second shift. Okay. Yeah. Quick shift. Quick shift. Let's go, boys. <laughs> It'll be great to see, especially to see where everyone is. Yeah, exactly. It'll be good to see everybody. Um, so Janul, I guess it's it's up to you. Um, 
if you want to uh are you looking for anyone to play with or do you are you still involved with Rexdale? like should we give people your contact information so that they can do one or the other either recruit you or be recruited what's the deal what do you want I am a free agent, I guess, currently. I don't know if the future of, I know it's sad to say, but it's one of those things where life caught up with a lot of the players and they're all married now. Some have kids, some live in different cities. So I don't think the future of Rexdo is too bright. Um, but right now, like even last year, or sorry, 2019, I was, since I couldn't get on teams and stuff, I was refereeing. Um, yep. Even got to referee some elite games. It was pretty pretty exciting. I yelled at, I got to yell at people. I got to give people two minute penalties. It was great. <laughs> it was great. Um, so I've been doing a lot of that, right? I've been like finding other ways to be a part of the the sport. But yeah, if anyone if anyone's looking for a goalie, I'm always open. If you're like I said, if you're willing to pick up that stick and play, and you need a goalie, right here. All right. There you go. Well, Janu, I appreciate you uh coming on here and chatting it was uh, it was a lot of fun it was good to catch up too because uh as i've been saying with a couple of people it's nice to hear everybody's voice um because it's been like i think like you and i have been messaging and stuff but i think like the last time i saw you was actually at 2019 canada cup <laughs> taping the taping the floor eh good yeah taping, taping the floor <laughs> Gold crease and everything great times <laughs> I think that's what I'm going to be known for for the rest of my life in the floorball community is just basically the crease monkey. <laughs> and then and then he turns it around and shows up on uh, trophy award ceremony day with a suit. Can't forget that. Can't <laughs> oh, forget yeah. no, that. I, I, I almost – I remember when Ricky was like, Carl, you got to come in the suit. <laughs> I was like, fine, I'll do it. You're known for that. Like, there's, there's only two things. It's, it's the taping because you, you're pretty meticulous. Um, yeah. and I know, I know my crease is going to be accurate uh, <laughs> taping. and, uh, yeah, the suit, man, you come ball out, you hand out the, the, the medals and the trophy. It's a great time. Yeah. It's, uh, I, I'm looking forward to the next time I can do both. <laughs> uh, hopefully soon. Things are looking bright. Like you said. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm, I'm hopeful. It's, uh, it's looking like things are going to be good for Cambridge. Um, and so, yeah, I'm hoping Hoping we can see everybody soon, including yourself. We'll have to yeah. uh, we'll have to stretch out the knees extra long this time, though, right? <laughs> oh man! And then on top of that, that 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 location they picked is like an hour thirty away in traffic. So <laughs> I don't know if I'll be get there every single week, if not once a month. Like I still got to figure that stuff out. But I told Tyler here I'll be here and there, and I've been recently been taking more pictures, so I might end up doing that if I can't get there and play. Like get some good shots of some of the boys playing out there and some yeah. of the girls. Yeah. Um, no, they, that, that would be, that's, we all, like I said earlier, like before we started, uh, when we were talking before the episode there, like content is, is key for hearing. So the, the more of that, the better I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that one. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. It'll be a great way to still promote the sport from afar if I'm not playing. Right. So that's, that's my thought process with that. Yeah. Well, again, I appreciate you coming on and giving us your time and contributing to the conversation. And like I said, I look forward to seeing you in person. Yeah, man. Thanks a lot for this, Carl. It's been great.
The Snowball Floorball Podcast is a property and production of IBK Events and Consulting.